All right, we're here, and we're going to talk, and we're going to eat pie. We're going to start our first episode of Spoop Hour. I'm Courtney. I'm Sasha. And um, just some background for those of you who don't know us, which is probably none of you, but we've been friends for like 13 years, 12, 14? A long time. A long time. We were roughly the age when we met that is the age of our friendship now. Exactly. Because we're adorable. And Um, I just dipped beef jerky in some whipped cream. (laughs) We're eating pie. So here's the deal with the pie. I told Sasha I was going to save this story for our podcast. So this is it. So yes. I, I went to Harris Teeter to get like five things. And then I was like, ooh, Sasha and I are recording a podcast. God damn it, Noodle, get your face out of the pie. Noodle is our other roommate's cat. Her name's actually Psyche. I call her Noodle. She's also a mooch who wants beef jerk. Get your head out of there. <laughs> anyway, um... So, Harris Teeter, like five things. And then I was like, ooh, I could get us two little mini pies since we're recording our podcast and we deserve little mini pies. So I go over there and they had a regular size pie for only $5. And it was going to be more expensive to buy two little baby pies than to buy a full size pie. So I bought a full size pie. So while I was checking out the little baby who was working the register, I think might have been hitting on me. Uh oh. Which was. No. (laughs) Yeah. I wasn't receptive obviously (laughs) and in a mood to recognize if he was trying but he was like what's the pie for and I was like my roommate and I and then he was like oh there has to be an occasion for pie and I was like I was gonna get us two mini pies but it was on sale (laughs) (laughs) and and he closes out by going um oh I'm I'm gonna have to try I kind of want to try some of that pie and he may have been trying to like invite himself over like be like can I get your pie girl oh, no. but because I was not in any kind of headspace for that I just go there were more that were on sale so essentially <laughs> there's probably like 21 year old baby checking out my groceries and apparently me asked about my pie and I told him to go buy so so now we're eating pie <laughs> Go get your own pie. Go get your own pie, asshole. We're going to eat this one. Um, Oh, dear. So that's that's why we're eating pie. And that's the story that I wanted to say. Nice. So. What is Spoop Hour, then? What is Spoop Hour? It's about pie. I'm just kidding. It's not about pie. But it should be. Um, Pie Hour. mm Mm-hmm. Pie Hour with Courtney and Zaka. Eating pie. That's our other podcast. Yeah. And it's going to be really good, and each week we'll do a different pie. Look for it on iTunes. <laughs> Don't you mean iTunes? Oh! <laughs> Damn it. If you don't like that, you're not going to like this. No. We've, we've known each other since 2004. This is... We, this, we, we can... We're not changing Yeah, we're not point. changing. We can do this all day. But you can change. No one cares about you. Oh. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. So, Spoop Hour... Um, was conceived because I like podcasts where it's just two people shooting the shit and being ridiculous about topics that interest me, but I wanted to listen to a podcast where people were doing that with, like, cryptozoology and ghost stories and folk tales, and as far as I can tell, one doesn't exist, so when it doesn't exist, you eat pie and you make one. Yes. Do it yourself. Yeah. DIY pie and podcast. Hey. So. Sasha has some really good ghost stories. I do, but I'm not a particularly good storyteller, and so I just get, like, really rambly and... That's the best part. Forget details, and I have to circle back, 
and then I'm like, oh, wait, no, but there's this other thing, <laughs> and then, well, I'm telling this wrong because, like, someone else told it to me, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. <laughs> that's gonna be super fun. Oh, shit. No. There's pie on our floor. That's what that ah! was. It's fine. All right, Do I eat fine. it? I say no. Okay. There are cats on this <laughs> there floor, There are girl. cats on this floor. So, um... My background, as far as spoop goes, I'm one of those people, I don't think I believe in ghosts, but I think the world would be an interesting place if ghosts were real. So I like hearing ghost stories and um, cryptozoology and all of that. It's the kind of thing where I'm like, I don't think I believe this, but it's a fun story, so Mm -hmm. tell me more. Um, So if any ghosts are listening and want to convince me otherwise... Um, just holler at me. Don't don't holler at Sasha or well, our other roommate. We'll see. So here's the thing about my feelings about ghosts. I wholeheartedly believe in them. I'm sure. pretty sure that ghosts are a real thing. Sure. And so, again, ghosts, if you want to prove that you exist to Courtney, I could also be there. Just so I can, like, know. That's true. I just need to make sure I know. Um, but maybe, yeah, don't, don't visit Connie. Be a, be a chill ghost. Connie's chill our other roommate. Be a chill ghost. Um... And don't be, like, weird and chain-rattly and drip blood on everything, because our carpet's pretty light, and I'm already super allergic to it, so, like, blood, I can't clean that shit up, because I'm not supposed to vacuum anymore. Yeah. I really like that one Aziz Ansari bit about ghosts and just being like, whoa! What's the Wi-Fi password? So the bit, if you haven't seen it, you should watch it, but it's essentially the reason why ghosts turn water on and off and lights on and off is because they died during a time when those weren't things. Right. So they're like, oh my god, I didn't have to turn the gas on and this light comes right on. What? Dude! What? What? And so he jokes about millennial ghosts are gonna be like, what's your Wi-Fi password? Um, which is legit. Mm -hmm. So, um... I'll kick things off with Mike, because I've been saving this one story for a while. Please. Um, So I promised Sasha a story about a historical figure ghosting, Mm -hmm. um, like months ago when we decided (laughs) to do this. Ghosting. (laughs) Ghosting. We've both been ghosted. It's a butthole thing to do. We don't like those kinds of ghosts. And if those ghosts are listening, they should not appear to us, because we will punch them in their stupid faces. I will fuck you up. We will. (laughs) And not in a fun way. So, um... There was this guy, and I believe his name was Timothy Dexter. Don't at me if that's wrong. I meant to look it up, and then I didn't, because it's Tuesday. Um, And he was just this really, like, he was an American businessman back in the day, and he was eerily good at business. To the point where, like... He was a business guy. He was a business guy, but, like, people would intentionally give him bad advice, because he was also a dick. So they'd be like, hey, idiot, you should sell gloves in the West Indies, a notoriously hot place. And he happened to get the gloves there right in time for a group of explorers who were going up to the North Pole. So he turned a crazy prophet. He did that shit like six times with different things. He shipped coal to a coal town <laughs> that got there right as the coal miners were on strike. Like, he was inordinately lucky. So he was basically American royalty in terms of, like, sheer buttloads of money. Um, buttloads buttloads. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good person, which he wasn't. He had his lovely and long-suffering wife who, he decided he was sick of her. So what did he do? Did he divorce her, Sasha? No, he probably murdered her. No, he didn't. No? That would have probably been better, honestly. Oh my Jesus. Okay. <laughs> he literally ghosted her. By which I mean, he told everyone that his wife was dead. Oh no. And then when they came over and she was like, I'm not dead, he was like, ah, be gone, ghost! Get away from me! Why must you haunt me? Like, he did this shit for, like, 
months telling everyone that his wife was dead. And then when she was in the room being like, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm right here. He was like, ghost, ghost. But like this asshole later went on to like, he didn't even fake his own death because everybody knew he was alive, but he staged his own funeral where he was carried in in a coffin and like he leapt up during the funeral services because his wife wasn't being sad enough and he like beat the shit out of her. But like he t- he said she was a ghost, so like how can she be sad? Whatever. What so the fuck? that's that's my phase one historical story of ghosts. Um, so let's hop over to Sasha because she has some really good wait. Hold comments. on, I have wait. Where this was from a ghost tour? Uh, no, no, this wasn't a ghost this was, story. Um, no. I purchased or I got a book called "It Ended Badly: Thirteen of the Worst Breakups in History," which oh is a great God. read if you're into like shit talking about people that without the stress of having to be like actually involved and that was one of the ways it ended badly was he literally told people my wife is dead that's her ghost she won't leave me alone my god yeah oh my god i can't like i can't like i'm just like stuck on this guy Mm -hmm. the hell um yeah let's fuck that guy all right that guy um, so, Sasha is going to tell a ghost story. Yeah, so I regret not asking my mom to retell this story to me the other day when I saw her. It's perfect. Because, like, so, a little background. Um, my mom is from Okinawa, which is, like, the Hawaii of Japan, if you're not familiar. Um, Japan is an island nation in the sea, if you're not familiar. Yeah, yeah, you have to, like, sort of... Like, from where we are in D.C., you have to, like, fly up towards Alaska and then, then like, cross the Pacific and then go back down. And then you take a flight. You land in Tokyo and you take a connecting flight from Tokyo to Okinawa, which is another, you know, several-hour flight over some more water. It's a whole thing. So that's how, (laughs) that's that's where my mom's from. Um, So, when she was a child, this must be the late 60s at this point, um, maybe early 70s. Uh, she was on a picnic with her family, um, and, like, some extended family, uh, those who lived, uh, on the main island of Okinawa, and they were having a picnic, uh, as, like, a memorial thing, um, for her grandpa who had, uh, died, I guess a few months prior. It's, it's based on this, like, Buddhist calendar of, like, when you're grieving and, you know, when you have ceremonies and that kind of thing. So, so they had a, they had a picnic on the beach, um, facing the island, like, facing in the direction where the island of Miyako would be, like, you know, hundreds of miles away. Um, and, you know, they're reminiscing, there's all this good stuff, um, and after, uh, they finish the picnic, you know, as the sun's setting, they're heading back to their cars, and my mom sees an old man sitting on uh, a large rock sort of near where they parked their cars. Don't trust old men. Right. Well, she recognized this old man, <gasps> and uh, she, she like, smiled at him, like, waved, and she was watching him as she was, you know, walking a few steps behind her mom and doing that thing where, like, you keep walking forward, but you keep, like, sort of tracking with your head, and, like, she's turning backwards, and the old man is still sitting on the rock, you know, looking pleasant, just kind of watching her walk by, and she's watching him. So they, they never um, stop their, you know, eye contact or whatever. And so mom loads up the car, looks back, old man's still on the rock. Um, and she's sitting in the back seat, and her parents are up in the front, and they're, they're getting ready to leave. And as they're slowly driving away, my mom's like, nah, nah, like, hey, um, didn't you guys see, you know, Ji-chan? Like, did you guys see Grandpa? 
And her parents immediately stop the car and turn around <laughs> and look in the back seat, just horrified, like, the hell are you talking about? He's dead, you idiot and baby. And she turns around in the car and, like, points back at the rock, and there's nobody no. there! But she, like, saw her grandpa sitting on a rock. Yeah. On a day when they were supposed to be, like, reminiscing and remembering. And so, so that's my mom's, like, one ghost story. And she's always like, don't tell people I see ghosts. And I'm no, like, no, people. mom. Like, tell everyone. amazing. Like, see, this is why Sasha believes in ghosts and I maybe don't. Because, like, all of my, like, crazy relatives yeah. don't see ghosts. They just, like, I, I feel not things. fun crazy. I mean, like, I, I feel, like, it's not well, just yeah, danger, right? yeah, you get bad right? vibes. Yeah, yeah, but, like, there there are times where I'm just, like, straight up, like, unsafe, and I don't want to look around. I just want to, like, get the hell out of there. So, Ghost, if you're listening, leave Sasha alone. But, but, also, maybe, <laughs> I, see, that's the thing, is, like, I, I, like, believe in them, I just don't know if I want to, like, see them. Gotcha. You know? Ghost, come to me, and then I'll tell you if you can go on to Sasha. Yeah. Cool? Cool. If you're a cool ghost, <laughs> If you're chill. Up. If you're chill, we can, we can, uh... We're gonna have to do, like, an 18-point personality quiz to make sure right. that you're compatible with like, hanging out Like, if you Sasha. like sitting on couches and watching Pina Netflix, Coladas. and, like, we're working on... We just watched the first episode of The Good Place. Courtney's already seen it all the way through. I have not seen any of it. It's adorable. It's yes, cute. She has little virgin eyes. Um, yeah, because I don't even have anything spoiled about it. I just know that I need to watch it. Yeah, um, girl. Um, yeah, so those so, kinds of ghosts can join us. Yes, they can come hang out, watch The Good Place, and talk Strictly about platonic. Yeah. <laughs> no weird, like, no weird ghost, ghost relationship. Although apparently that's a thing. I listened to a different podcast. Not ours, obviously. Uh, um, about there are, there are people who say that, like, they've had sex with ghosts, including Yikes. Kesha, feminist icon. Yes. Um, I've heard that. Yeah, which is a thing. Um, but, like, huh. so here are my only ghost experience well like on the note of vibes doubling back i get really uncomfortable around antiques Mm. and part of it is like i'm a very like tense person anyway Mm. and so being around things that i can't verify are clean makes me uncomfortable yeah so part of it's that but like even if i don't have to touch the antiques i'm just like near them or if i'm in like an antiques warehouse Mm -hmm. of some kind i get really uncomfortable Mm. and i had a co-worker at my previous job who, bless her sweet little heart, she was a mystic of whatever, like, she did Reiki, but she did Reiki the way nobody in the world does Reiki, and she told you about your past lives and stuff. Yikes. And she's like, yeah, so sometimes when you have an aversion to something, it's because it's something happened to you in a past life because of it. So I asked her, so what's the deal? I get uncomfortable around antiques. And this woman's answer was, well, maybe in a past life you were punished for breaking a cup. And I'm like, that's it? What the that's fuck? It? That's like... Every other day I break stuff, but okay. This is a woman who, like, once told me that in a past life I um, accidentally caused a bunch of people to be killed during World War II because I sold them out to the Nazis to protect my family, but I had been helping them escape otherwise, which I've been told is, like, the first 20 minutes of Inglorious Bastards, but I haven't actually seen it. So, like, she can have creative answers, but she gave me the stupid, maybe you broke a cup, come on. Um, So that's one thing. Another, um... So I did a ghost walk. Mm. This was last year, almost exactly a year ago. Whoa. Whoa. Um, I was in Hartford for work, and we did a ghost tour of Mark Twain's house, which is, um, his residence in Hartford is rumored to be super-ass haunted, which is weird because, like, only one person actually died there, and the people who they, that you see, allegedly, 
didn't die there. It's a whole thing. But yeah, like, I ghosts are supposed to imprint on wherever they like had their gruesome death. Which like that sucks too, because like I don't want to. If I get killed in some sort of brutal way, I don't want to hang out there. I want to like go to the pet store where I can hang out with puppies. Yeah. Like, I'm dead. I may as well. Yeah, I would like some free range to, like, haunt the fuck out of anyone. Yeah, I'd want to be a free range ghost, like chickens that are allowed to lay their eggs wherever they want. <laughs> That's also the noise I would make as a ghost. So if you ever hear that, it's me! Just being like, hey! Um, but yeah, like, they did tell some, they told some good ghost stories for the Mark Twain tour. Um, and I have a co-worker who is desperately afraid of ghosts. Um... So two of us were like, I don't know about this ghost thing, but this will be fun. And she was, like, petrified. So we were, like, trying to keep her calm. But, like, one of the stories was legitimately spooky. I'll share it now. Whoa. Whoa. Transition noise. Brr, 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 brr. I don't know why I it's don't. air horn. I don't, I don't do so. Ghost horn. Ghost horn. Boo, boo. Boo, boo, boo. Still an air horn. Okay. Anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, um, basically his house had three floors which was pretty swanky for the time. And the way that you do the tour, you start on the first floor, you go up to the second floor, then you go um, back down to the first floor and then all the way down to the basement to leave. That was unexpected. Yeah, Was right? that third floor? No. No, because it's... Because it's a basement. basement. Okay. Count floors the French way. Um, well, I was just... I was just... It was occurring to me just now, like, a lot of old houses don't go up past two. Yeah, well, because, yeah. you know, it was hard to get up there. Yeah. They didn't have, like, cranes and shit. Yeah. And people were only so tall. That's true. Yeah. Apparently, um, a lot of people slept slept sitting up back then. Yeah. Which is why the beds are all short. It's not because they were that tiny, although many of them were. It's because they they believed it was better for the circulation. I remember seeing this one thing, like, even the women with fancy hair, they would sleep with Mm -hmm. it sitting up with their hair in boxes and stuff to keep it standing up, and I'm like... I know that Hard feel. pass. <laughs> like, I know that feel. Like, I just got a haircut that, it's not a bad haircut, I just don't love it, but I get that feel. Yeah. Like, I understand. Anyway. Basement. Basement. So, they, um, when they turn out the lights for some terrible reason, probably because they just want to ruin everybody's life who works for them, they start by turning off the lights on the first floor. Then they go up to the second floor and turn off the lights there. Then go all the way back down these little tiny breakneck stairs to get all the way to the basement. So in the dark, they go down two floors into the basement, turn the lights off. Because they hate themselves and want to suffer. Um, (laughs) So allegedly, um, one of the curators, it was his turn to turn out the lights. So he turns off all the lights on the first floor. And he goes up to the top floor, turns out all the lights there, mm-hmm. goes down to the basement, and the basement is right below um, Mark Twain's kitchen dining mm-hmm. room area, and his dining room is where he liked to entertain people. Like, he liked to party hardy in the dining room, because that's where the food lives. And so this person turned out all the lights, goes down to the basement, is below the dining room when they heard footsteps. And they're like, oh, great, some punk-ass kid is broken into the house, and now I gotta go rattle them and get rid of them and whatever. Mm-hmm. So he goes back upstairs and the gas is on. And the lights are on. Even though he had turned the lights off. And there was nobody there. They were trying to have a party. Yeah, Mark Twain was like, fuck y'all. Party, party. Squares, don't come because it's late. Um, and so there's gotta be ghosts who aren't tethered over there so they can yeah, have these parties, well, right? 
I would assume. Yeah. If you're, you can't, like, you're gonna have a really crappy party when it's just Mark Twain's one kid who died on the property. Um, <laughs> by themselves being like, hey, Dad, you wanna guys, play catch? Dad, and he's not there because he didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Or maybe the kid's ha- trying to have a party. I don't know. She doesn't sound like a party. No. Apparently, Ghost Hunters International has gone there several times. And um, one of the camera operators, who was a skeptic by his own admission, told the curator, like, he's been setting up cameras for the show for years. He's never seen anything that made him think that ghosts were real. And then he set up the cameras in this one room, turned around, and there was a woman in, like, a long white dress, like, going down the hallway. And he was like, what the fuck? So. Yeah. And that's the kid who died yeah. there. I think she had, like, tuberculosis or something. Or she, no, she she might have had a seizure and drowned in the bathtub. Something like that. Some sort of tragic. Hashtag rip. Hashtag rip lol. My god. Um, it's Some tragic. T- got sick in the bathtub. <laughs> I mean, uh, these things I'm happen. never taking a bath again. Don't take baths. <laughs> um, no. she's She had, I think she had epilepsy, which oh, they couldn't do anything with yeah, at the time. Yeah. Um, so she, she mm. yeah, so she was, um sickly her entire life and whatever he had a son his only son died when he was an infant and the only portrait of him that survived they dressed him up after he died which Mm -hmm. is kind of not a good choice but whatever um but there were also rumors that in his little like attic space on the second floor which was his like game place where he could smoke cigars and really let loose and write troll letters to people who claimed they could read palms, um, which mm-hmm. is a thing he liked to do. Um, they've alleged that they've smelled cigar smoke, hmm. but there's no smoking in the house and nobody would break in and go all the way up to the right. attic to smoke cigars, because, like, why would you do that? And one time it set off the smoke alarm when nobody was nearby. Well, that can just be explained by heat. That's true. <laughs> Um, so, cause, like, why would he hang out in his stupid attic when he could be trolling palm readers from the beyond? Whoa! Whoa! But yeah, like, a thing yeah. he liked to do, um, at the time, it was a big deal in America to be a phrenologist or a palm reader or any kind of, so phrenology believes that your personality can be attributed to the lumps on your head. hmm So, thank you for touching my head, Sasha. Um, I have a perfect skull, which means I'm perfect in every way. Um, no, I have bumps. I'm a person. Anyway. (laughs) Um, but, like, he used to, he'd send, um, I think, it must have been a drawing, because they probably didn't have a fax machine then. Mm -mm. But he'd send, essentially, a scan of his hand to palm readers, Mm -hmm. like, not telling them who he was, just being like, can you read my palm return address here? Mm -hmm. And then they'd send it back to him. And if they got things right, they were like, oh, this is the hand of a writer, you're clearly very creative, Um, you've suffered great loss, you like to smoke cigars, you like to party in your dining room. He's like, okay, you're legit. But if they were wrong, Mm -hmm. he would then print the letter in, like, local newspapers and tell the world, this person's a fraud, they're not a real psychic, because, you know, Um. (laughs) let's not have fun ever. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Mark Twain. A++ troller. See, if I was, if I had time to teach Mark Twain in English 11, which is American lit, if I had time in my year, yeah. I would totally tell these stories about Mark Twain's right? ghost house, like, to my kids. Yeah. But. Maybe do, like, a special Halloween show. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's true. And then, um, we do American Gothic. And so if I come up with stuff for, like, Poe, Hawthorne... Poe is Sasha's um, problematic literary boyfriend. Yeah, the other day I was, um... So I'm a teacher, and, <laughs> uh, and among other things that I teach, um, I also work with our school's marching band, and yes. we were warming up uh, before one of the football games, and I was telling an alumni who came to visit uh, about, like, going down to Richmond to see my problematic literary boyfriend, and immediately... One of the senior girls, who's uh, also in one of my, you know, like high level, you know, college level classes, turns around and goes, "Edgar Allan Poe." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yep. <laughs> like she just immediately <laughs> knew that my literary problematic boyfriend was going to be Edgar Allan Poe. We all have a literary um, problematic boyfriend. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, I had a really big Shakespeare thing this whole weekend. Like, just Shakespeare was everywhere, and I like got really excited. Um, you got shaken. I got shaken. I was so shook. Uh, Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm a big, big dweeb for anything literary, anything ghosty that has anything to do with literary people, so, um, yeah, Charlotte Perkins Gilman, Nathaniel mm-hmm. Hawthorne, Poe. See, Nathaniel um, Hawthorne, I wrote arguably the best paper of my college career, mm-hmm. according to the recommendations my advisor wrote me for grad school, um, <laughs> that advisor? I didn't have to go to, uh, Rebhorn. That's right. Yeah. I almost failed that. <laughs> a lot of people almost failed this Yeah, class. and then I went into his office hours and started shooting the shit with him, and then he was like, oh, you're a real person. Yeah, he's super like, chill. Yeah. Like, he's my, a really nice, smart guy. My grades got better. I also befriended the uh, grad assistant just to get Oh, better. there you go. I needed, I needed some pity points. <laughs> I promise I'm a good English teacher. It's just she's, like that. She's smart. Early American lit just was not See, for I me. See, I took him for Writers of the American Renaissance, yeah. which is that, like, 1800s period and in America with, the, like, Emerson and Thoreau and all the... I'm not big into the transcendentalists. No. It's not great. It's a bunch of white dudes going into the woods and being like, I'm so much smarter and better because I left the city to do this. And, you know, completely neglecting the fact that, like, I think it was um, Thoreau had a woman come by once a week to, like, give him food and, like, clean up after him. But he's he's like, it's a baby. He's like, it's important to survive by yourself. Is it? Is it? Because your punk ass had a maid coming once a week. And, like, there's, it's a whole classist thing, whatever. So next time your friend's like, I want to be, like, the transcendentalist, man. I'm going to go live next to a lake. You remind them that they were full of shit because they were. <laughs> anyway, um, so this paper, I wrote a paper on how Nathaniel Hawthorne used phrenology, which, again, bumps on your head. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting is, like, he always has these very pretty characters doing terrible things and all of these, like, ugly or deformed characters mm-hmm. being, like, actually good people. They're just ugly and deformed. Right. And so, like, obvious, the most obvious example, obviously, is The Scarlet Letter. Yeah. His best-known work where, um, you know, Hester Prynne gets knocked up when her husband's been on a ship for basically forever. Mm-hmm. So, how'd she get knocked up? Like, yeah. did he mail his sperm to her? We just don't know. Um, but she's so pretty, and so throughout the Scarlet Letter, it's like, oh, but she's so pretty, and she's so godly otherwise, and it's just such a shame she was, you know, she got knocked up and whatever else. Whereas, as Rebhorn pointed out one day, he was like, if your buddy comes to you and it's like, man, my girlfriend cheated on me, you're not gonna be like, oh, but she's so pretty, so I'm sure she had her reasons, and right. like, it's not that big of a deal, like, God. Um... There's another short story of his called um, Rappuccini's Daughter, and um, it was actually the inspiration for the Batman villain Poison Ivy. Oh. Um, and Rappuccini's Daughter, the titular character, 
um, there's this dude who's like walking by this house and there's this beautiful woman in this garden and he's like spraying and um, she everywhere she walks the grass dies and when she breathes on a flower it dies and like she touches a snake and it dies and so um, Rappuccini's daughter everything she does is toxic because Rappuccini has done like science magic wonder to make her like super super venomous and poisonous Shit, and I'm just like teach this right it's great oh my God. so um the idea there being obviously she's very very pretty with a very well-formed skull but she's she's literal poison like yeah the narrator is so hard that he ends up making out with her and it makes him very ill because uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's literal poison wow um so that was that was this paper and Redhorn, i went to pitch him this paper and i'm like yeah phrenology i've noticed that and we talked about it a little bit and and he's like I think this is a great topic. I wrote my doctoral thesis on it. I have my little phrenology head, and I was like, yeah. what have I done? That's what I was, yeah, I was going to say. Like, didn't he have the phrenology he head? He did have I the phrenology head. I vaguely remember the phrenology head. Yeah. I wow. God bless phrenology. Right. Um, Terry Pratchett has a really good joke. Because, like, phrenology at its core was, like, essentially institutionalized racism yep. um, in the guise of science. Because all of the negative characteristics were associated with non-white features. And all of the positive characteristics were associated with white features. Which, as we all know, is bullshit. Because white people are terrible. Just kidding. Not really. Not really. No. Hashtag not all white people. Don't at me. Yeah. Um, (laughs) To give you a little bit more, (laughs) to put a finer point on it, Courtney, you're half Mexican. I'm half half Japanese. White people are terrible. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, we gotta just call, get call your, it out. Get your shit together, white people, and then I will stop trash talking yeah. you. Um, and I count myself, I'm white passing. I count myself. Yeah, I'm too. white passing, and I, I am gonna be hypercritical of it. Like, like we, we done fucked up, AA Ron. Done fucked up. Um, um, but on the note of phrenology, Terry Pratchett has a really good joke about, um, he has, uh, retro phrenologist in one of his books. Um, he was a recurring mm-hmm. character. And a retrophrenologist is someone who measures your head and puts bumps on it in the good categories. Oh my so god. So it's a retrophrenologist. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you want to be wise? All right, hold on. Ah! <laughs> and now you'll be smart because you have the bump. It was a great joke. R.I.P. Terry Pratchett. Oh my god. Telling jokes to the stars now. Man. Um, yeah, the only. He'd be a good ghost. Terry Pratchett's ghost, if you're listening, come hang out. I have many questions. Right. Um, I, we, I teach, um, what is it, Dr. Heidegger's experiment. Yeah! And that one is the one where it's, like, did they really drink from the Fountain of Youth, or was it all just a trick? We just don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, we always do American Gothic in the spring, which is decidedly not a spooky time. No. But, uh. Everything's coming back to life. Yeah, so we, we. It's not well-planned on my part, but we, we need the fall for other things. Um, but, uh, yeah. A whole hour is really hard to fill. Oh, girl, I'm, I still have so much to talk yeah, about. Yeah, you do? Yeah. Okay, because I was going to say, we could always just make it the, uh, the introductory half episode. hour. Oh, but um, I'm trying to think of that other ghost story I told you about my mom. Uh, as many ghost stories. In the meantime, my yeah. one coworker who's super afraid of ghosts has had a ghost experience. Oh, please. Even yeah. though it was a chill ghost. So, like, chill. Yeah. yeah like, ghost, she yeah. shouldn't be afraid because it was a chill. But anyway, so it was right after her aunt passed away. Mm-hmm. She and her mom were cleaning out her aunt's things. And um, 
they were both on the opposite side of the room when this hat box fell over and it and contained the ant's favorite hat. Oh, I was going to say all the Splenda packets. And all the Splenda packets came out. Um, no, but like my coworker freaked out and was terrified. She was like, oh my god, it's my aunt. And it's like, but you liked your aunt. Mm-hmm. You were cleaning out her stuff, so like, that was pretty nice. She's probably like, make sure you take this hat. Guys, I love this hat. Wear this hat all the time. Protect this hat. Bros. Hat. Hmm. I'm trying to think of other specifically ghosty things. Mm-hmm. When I was little, and I'm talking like five or six, mm-hmm. um, I still wasn't 100% sold about um, ghosts or anything, but there was this... We... A couple friends of mine and I saw this, like, white flash of light hang out in our rooms for a hot second. But that could have just as easily been, like, a passing car with a reflective light, although the one time I saw it I was in a room without windows. But whatever! <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, what sold it, and I'll use a pseudonym here except for her last name, just in case she's listening or any of you know her. You don't. We'll call her Hannah, and Hannah's last name was Lyons, and true to her last name, she lied a lot. But, like, we were talking about, I don't even remember, we had a name for it. We called it, like, the White Flash or something, because mm-hmm. we were a little melodramatic six-year-olds. Right. And she was like, I saw it last night, and it was in my room, and it said, I'm going to Courtney's house next. Oh, my God. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think so, Elizabeth Lyons, but okay. I'm sorry, I just used her real name. Yikes! <laughs> It's fine. What if her real name was Hannah Lyons? It is Hannah Lyons. Boom! Boom. I'm just kidding. It's neither of those. It's Sarah. Tells the truthington. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I had a weird, like, elementary school thing happen. But it was, um... I don't think it was ghosts or anything, but it was... It it felt... To fourth grade Sasha, it felt very paranormal. Um, And (laughs) I know that... Actually, maybe it wasn't even fourth grade. It may have been, like, fifth grade or sixth grade. Uh, basically adulthood. But basically adulthood. Um, <laughs> and and I have, like, I'm still friends with a couple people who are witnesses <laughs> to this, so, like, I need to ask them they, uh, they remember, but... I'm I not currently this... Facebook friends with anyone who saw the white flash, but I am Facebook friends with my third grade crush, and I just like bringing that up, because he friended me on Facebook. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Oh Whatever God. your name is. Oh, I'm coming for no, you. You're no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. No, I'm I know not. you're that's not. Even, that's no, not even not. slightly true. Not even slightly. Um... <laughs> But I had, uh, I guess it must have been, like, a birthday sleepover or something, um, and invited a bunch of girls from my class, uh, a bunch of good friends, you know, Girl Scouts, whatever, and, uh, we, it was getting pretty late, and we all had our, like, stuff rolled out on my basement floor, ready to sleep, um, but a bunch of us, you know, were just, like, kind of sitting around on one half of my basement, and my basement's not particularly large, honestly, it's probably a smaller than our living room um our living room isn't that big. it's not that big either so listen like, to the sound of our voices we're right. in the living room so we uh <laughs> we uh we were all pretty sitting pretty close to each other and this one girl named kathy not the kathy you know but just another kathy um was the first one to fall asleep and we were like that's fine like she can fall asleep like we're not we're not those kinds of kids who like first one down like hey! sharp all over the face right we were nice that's all college yeah we were nice kids um uh but we're just, like, still up and quietly talking, and then all of a sudden, like, all of the balloons that I had in the basement, like, started coming down, like, lower and lower, and we were like, that's really weird, because all these balloons start on the ceiling, and it's only, it hasn't been that long since we filled them, so, like, why, 
like, did the air pressure drop? Like, we were trying to figure this out, you know, like, 10, 9 and 10 year olds, trying to figure out what was happening, maybe 10 and 11, trying to figure out what's happening and why these balloons are suddenly starting to drop. And so we press our backs closer to the wall, and we're sort of leaving Kathy now, like, more in the middle of the room, because she's sleeping. We weren't going to wake her up and be like, hey, we're scared, like, something's happening. I'm sure when she's murdered by ghosts, her parents will appreciate. <laughs> so we didn't want to wake, wake her. So um, sorry. No, this pattern has con- continued into my life, like, not wanting to wake people up, even if it's, like, an emergency. Like, if you're sleeping next to me and you're snoring, I will suffer in silence <laughs> because I don't want to disturb you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm courteous. You're, you're a delicate little I'm flower. I'm a delicate little flower. I, I don't like confrontation. Um, so, even when you're asleep. Even when I'm asleep. Uh, so so we're, we're inching back closer to the wall and trying to figure out like why these balloons are dropping. Oh, Jesus. I was doing laundry. <laughs> that's why the balloons are dropping. I don't know if you can hear the buzzer, but that, um, that's what just scared so, the poop uh, out of Sasha. So, just, there's just shit everywhere. Just so much. <laughs> so much. Sorry, Connie, we're on your couch. <laughs> um, so, so we're getting increasingly scared. We're, like, backing up against sure. the wall, um, and, like, kind of, like, now clutching each other, watching Question. these balloons, like, Did the ghost fall. say to the window to the wall? No, so there are no windows in this basement. Okay, um, so just to the yeah, wall. just to the wall. To the wall. <laughs> to the wall. <laughs> to the wall. Um, <laughs> and the balloons keep dropping closer and closer. Now they're just kind of hovering over the ground, you know, with their little <laughs> ribbons dangling. And I'm, like, losing my fucking shit. I'm so scared. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the balloons just kind of start drifting towards Kathy in the middle of the room. And then they were just bobbing up and down in a circle around Kathy. And I promise I remember this, like, exactly the I, way I remember it. I I'm believe gonna, like, you, but I'm, I'm also gonna, low-key concerned that gonna, Kathy is now spawn of Well, so I'm going to text Natalie later and ask her if she remembers all of this happening. But, um... But yeah, it was this, like, very unsettling thing that happened, and finally, like, we just got up and, like, batted the balloons away from Kathy, and we were like, we're just gonna push these into the laundry room, we're not gonna deal with this shit tonight, and we, we all, we all eventually went to bed, and then the there next morning, we were like, Kathy, oh my god, you almost died by balloon! <laughs> um, she was very confused. I bet. She, she was, like, probably the nicest, sweetest person, like, That's in our fourth grade class. why the balloons were drawn to her. Yeah, because she balloons was the Balloons find the weakest, sweetest one. It's <laughs> a thing that balloons do. Uh, so that was, yeah, that was so, my weird kid story. This might not be a ghost story. Like I said, I don't really have any first-hand ghost stories, because I'm boring. Um, but, so, my one grandmother, my mom's mom, is a piece of work, but um, for a long time she lived with my mom um, out in California in the house that their family has been in pretty much since it was built, and it was built in probably, like, the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, my grandma, who is a piece of work, sometimes, like, invites strangers into the house and, like, Mm -hmm. just walks out naked when there's boys over because Mm -hmm. she's still a hot piece of ass. She told me one Thanksgiving that I looked older than she does. It's a whole thing. Anyway, um, so, one night, my mom wakes up in the middle of the night because she hears my grandma talking to somebody. My mom's like, oh, great, somebody broke in. She let somebody into the friggin' house, whatever. Well, my mom, um is a Second Amendment enthusiast in that she was raised shooting rifles. She still has her rifle in her house. Um, So she grabs her rifle. She comes out. 
and she asks my grandma, what's going on? What's going on? Like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? My grandmother says, there was a man. And my mom's like, Ugh. so my mom, like, walks part of the way into the hallway out of her bedroom and just goes, whoever's in here, I have a rifle and I am not afraid to use it. I have been trained. I am certified. Like, my mom, you know, talking yeah. to a game with a rifle. And doesn't hear anything. Eventually, like, turns all the lights on, does a cursory search. Nobody's in the house except for my grandma. So my mom goes back in to talk to my grandma, being like, what? So my grandma goes, yeah, there was a man standing in my doorway. And he kept, like, gesturing for me to come with him. And I said I didn't want to. And he kept gesturing. And I said no. And my mom's more woo-woo friends were like, oh, my God, the Grim Reaper showed up for your mother. And she said, no thanks, I'm cool. Uh... <laughs> Which, like, I don't blame the Grim Reaper for giving up. Trying to get her to do stuff is like pulling teeth, so. Uh... Grim Reaper, if you're listening, no one blames you. You tried. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, I just had a thought, because I was trying to think of, like, anything that my grandparents have encountered or witnessed. I, I don't think... Well, I've never asked them. Yeah. But this summer I learned... A delightful tidbit, which is going to come in handy when I'm teaching the Crucible in January. Hey! Um, but, uh... Spoiler alert, it's not about a Crucible. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff notes. Cliff, yeah, right? <laughs> crucible, not about the Crucible. Um, my great-grandma... Moby Dick, not about penises. Damn it! <laughs> Man! Now I have no reason to read Moby Dick. You shouldn't read I just... It. I mean, I'm not saying they don't talk about penises. I'm just saying that if you're going in there with that in mind, you're going to be sorry. So if I, like, get all the way to the end and be like, there wasn't a single dick in here. They talk about sperm a lot. And playing with sperm in your hands. And sperm, sperm, sperm. And all your best bros are just hanging around playing with sperm. I wish you could see Sasha's face right now. But yes, it's exactly that face that you're making. <laughs> true fact about Moby Dick. <laughs> anyway, your grandmother. My great-grandmother, my great Julia Chige. There's a Z in there. Cool. Somewhere, Chige. Uh, we don't know where it is. It's, it's in there somewhere. It's somewhere. Uh, um, Julia Chige was born in Salem, Massachusetts on All Hallows' Eve. I feel like we should be doing like the Ken Burns voice. 19-something. Really early. <laughs> 1901. Well, no. Great-grandma Ruby was born 1911. Or, wait, when did the Titanic go down? 1911? 14, 14? Oh, 1914. Oh, so, so, great-grandma Ruby was born whenever the Titanic went down, and I think Grandma Julia was born, like, slightly before that. So, like, early teens. Um, So, oh, Lord, like, more than 100 years ago. Hey! Um, But, yeah, born on All Hallows' Eve in Salem, Massachusetts. Sure. I... Vaguely knew that she was born on Halloween. I knew she was born in Massachusetts. Or, like, she was born October is what I knew. And that she was born in Massachusetts. And this summer I learned that it was specifically Salem on Halloween. Cool. So, I might be a witch. Or have witch blood. I mean, had I been born on the day I was supposed to be born, I would have been born on Friday the 13th. Mm. But, because I'm a punk ass, I was born three days early. So, Mm. I almost had the coolest birthday ever. And now I just have stupid October 10th, which isn't stupid at all. Wish what? me a happy birthday. 10 10. 10 10. Hey! There you go. But I could have been born on Friday the 13th in October. Yeah. Like, super spoop. Um, it's funny, though. I don't. I, I like my birthday. I like the idea of October. I like fall. Yes. I'm not one for Halloween. 
I know, which is funny because I'm like I am not, really intense about Halloween. Yeah, I don't like the costumes thing. Love it. Um, when I w- well, I mean, it's not that I don't like it, but it's just it's too much work for me. I like looking at other people in costumes. I have offered on more than one occasion to put together a costume for you. Yes, you have. Uh, today we were brainstorming because I need an '80s themed one for Halloween this year, and so we're thinking Rubik's cube. I mean, I was thinking strawberry shortcake. You were thinking, really but, but when but, you said that Rubik's Cube thing today, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah, um, so I tried to put her in a giant box, listeners and fans, but she said no. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just, I distinctly remember, because I'm like, I was a high anxiety child, scared of a lot of things. Um, it would be really hard for me to go into any of the party stores or like uh, Toys R Us or whatever because they would always do these like big, ridiculous, you know, with them really scary lawn decoration things that yeah that popped out and went blah at me. And I'm so small and so scared of everything, and I would just cry the entire time until we got out of the sight of the Halloween stuff. And so I think I just had this like, very deeply I innate. Um, I mean, college Halloween was fun. Oh yeah, like um, I but. I've always loved Halloween, but... Trick-or-treating was okay, except for, like, when people had the stuff in their yards that would pop out, or, right. you know, um, uh, the people who set up the little scarecrow on their uh, on their porch that held the candy bowl, and sometimes it was a person inside the My scarecrow. My mom was that scarecrow when you... Um, or other times, it's literally just a scarecrow with a candy bowl, but you but just you don't never know. know. And, like, our roommate Connie had a Halloween party a few years ago, and uh, made one yeah. of those fake bodies and stuck it in the bathtub in the basement bathroom, and so if you wanted to use the bathroom, you had to pee next to this bathtub with a body in it, and it was very unsettling. It was deeply unsettling. Um, so I, too, was a very tightly wound child, and so we wouldn't go to the houses that had, like, there was, I remember clearly one house in our neighborhood had, like, the barest minimum lights on, and they had, like, fake gravestones set up, and we could see someone running between the gravestones. Mm. My mom was like, we're not going down that road. Mm. And my, I have an older brother who is not as much of a wuss as me, so he was like, oh, man, but I was like, no. But, like, I always loved getting dressed up and mm. helping my parents decorate. My mom made these foam gravestone heads that yeah. said the same things that Disney's Haunted Mansion rides oh, yeah. had. So, nice. like, um... Here lies Lester Moore, no less, no more, um, and things like that. Um, and we had like we made these like mm-hmm. plastic bag ghosts that we'd swoop from oh, the trees yeah, and stuff. Yeah, we had those. Was, too, yeah, those, yeah, they were super cute. So like, I really enjoyed Halloween growing up. I was never, I never went as anything scary. Yeah. And my uh, mystical former coworker once said that um, when she read my Reiki. Um, I liked the creative aspects of Halloween, but not the scary ones. And I'm like, you're no just shit. saying that because I've helped you put together Halloween right. costumes. But okay. Um, so, like, I was a queen one year, and, like, one dude called me a princess, and because I was a very tightly wound child, I was like, no, I'm a queen. Oh. And got, like, really mad. <laughs> I was, like, four. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Little has changed. No. Um and, like, I, I really enjoyed Halloween in college. I just, I like putting together yeah. costumes. Well, I you're love, a project-based person. I'm a project-based person. Yeah. Like, I just, I love it. Yeah. The fact that I haven't decided what to be for Halloween yet this year is a big deal, because I'm like, but it's so close. Yeah. But, like, I'm a month and a half, but I'm like... Yeah, it's literally like, September 5th. I know, but, like... I know. Halloween is only one month and 26 days away. Oh, um, <laughs> Man. 
Yeah, I I enjoyed the trick-or-treating aspects of it, except for the scary parts. Yeah. Um, there was one year that my friend Sam, not the Sam that you know, there, was an, there were many Sams. You just double up on all your friends. I double up on a lot of my friends. Because um, you never know when one's going to get murdered by balloons. Right. So you got to, like, really... Yeah, exactly. you got to step it up. Um, so <laughs> Sam was actually the scream for Halloween. Oh, nice! With, like, one of those bleeding masks and stuff. Oh, and yikes. she came up to my house, because we were all going to go trick-or-treating in a group, the, you know, like, neighborhood kids. And... It took me a really long time to, like, reconcile that it's just my friend Sam (laughs) in the mask. We ride carpool together every morning. She slept over at my house. I've slept over at her house. Like, she is my good friend Sam. She's not the actual scream person. Like, it's okay. Like, and I also, like, understood Scream's just a movie, but, like, you never know. You never know. So... On the note of you never know with movies. So I, to this day, I don't really watch horror movies because they stick with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a super bummer. But, like, when I was little, I didn't really have that, like, I didn't have the fourth wall. So I was just like, oh, my God, why is no one helping these people? When I accidentally watched things like that. Like, I remember very clearly we were living in Japan Mm -hmm. at the time. And, um... Oh, that's where I get most of my ghosty vibes. Oh my god, because yeah. it's a very... Japan okay, is a very like, spiritual place Not to place poop now. all over this island in the middle of the sea, but, like, it's a spooky-ass place. Yeah. If you are not <laughs> expecting it. Like, when we lived there... So, my whole life I've had really bad nightmares, and when we lived in Japan, they were so much worse that I don't think I slept through the night at all. I was nine years old, and I, like, I couldn't because... So, we were living in off-base housing. My dad was in the military, so we could have lived on base, but they didn't have any housing available. So, we were in a standard Japanese house. If you've ever seen, like the original ring or the grudge or any of those movies there's a reason they're set in japan's original houses and it's because they're creepy as fuck on the exact opposite end of that spectrum totoro is set in a really cute traditional japanese house and and it's a friendly ghost so totoro if you are listening you can come over but you can eat my ass other spooky ghosts (laughs) um so like when we were living there some things you need to know about japanese housing very, very thin walls. You don't have a lot of property because obviously it's a pretty small island mm-hmm. with a ton of people on it. So we were maybe like, at our furthest point, we were like 25 feet away from our neighbors at mm-hmm. any given point. And the walls were so thin that even though my bedroom was on the second floor and I'd sleep with the window closed, if people walked by on the street at any point in the night, it would sound like they were in my room. So if you are a child prone to nightmares who had to sleep with a nightlight because you were so prone to nightmares, and you heard male voices speaking in a language you didn't understand, like, oh my god, like, mm-hmm. the worst nightmare, it was probably, honest to god, a night terror, because I felt awake, mm. and I saw this horrible thing in my window, like, just, like, a face, like, it was awful, and I freaked out so bad that I just, like, sprinted into my mom's room, and I was like, well, I can't sleep anymore, so... Oh, lord. Yeah. Like, there's a reason all the horror movies are set in Japan. Um, some other fun stuff that's terrifying about Japan. This is to counteract <laughs> all of the, like... In a lot of ways, Japan is a beautiful, wonderful, magical oh, place yeah. that, like, everybody should be an expat to. But before you go, um, if you are afraid of spiders, know that going in, you will see spiders that are giant and in colors you didn't know spiders could come in. <laughs> My entire family pretty much was afraid of spiders, and we would get spiders, honestly, probably the size of, like, the palm of my hand in, like, acid green, just cause... <laughs> and we did, around Halloween, um, we went on to the military base, and they had set up in this, like, little, like, small woods, like, a spooky ghost trail. 
Um, and we were joke. We we still have this joke that you were walking through and you'd walk through cobwebs and you'd be like, "Please let those be ones that they put up and not real cobwebs." Oh no! Because <laughs> you don't know. Because yeah, it's know. dark and it's like it could be anything. There could be a giant spider at the end of it. Like, yeah, it's it can be a very very scary place. Especially like while we were there, we got a typhoon and my dad was out to sea. So it was just my mom and me and my brother. So my brother was 12, I was 9, and we had to put our storm shutters up, which block out all outside light. We lost power, so we had no inside light either, and it's very windy, so these big metal storm shutters that are protecting your windows are going, clank, clank, clank. So, like, my mom is basically peeing herself, but because she's being a mom, she could not show it. And so me and my brother are like, ah, and my mom's like, it's fine nothing to be scared. So Japan can be a very scary place. Um, Go in there with eyes open. Yeah, it's not all my, Totoro and Sanrio and Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty will eat you I when think you my, die. my favorite, least favorite thing about Japan <laughs> is uh, in Okinawa... Uh, at night, if you're trying to go to the convenience store or just, like, go for a walk in Ooh. the evening when it's cooler, um, there are these giant slugs. <laughs> not slugs, snails. Giant snails called Africa Mai Mai. Um, they are larger than, like, let's see, the last time I went to Okinawa with my brother, and my brother's, you know, an adult now, like, fully fully grown adult with big hands. He put his hand down next to one of the Africa Mai Mai that were just, like, crawling on the ground by Shuri Castle. And the thing was larger than his fully grown adult hand. Um, so that that's that's always great, because especially if you're not paying attention to where you're walking, all oh, of a sudden yes. there's this giant snail in front of you. Um, <laughs> and then, actually, I was thinking about your typhoon story. It reminded me of my parents' like favorite typhoon story. When they were living um, in, like, uh, it was like just off base housing, um, apartment building next to the, a seawall. Okay. And they got hit with this big... Were they still in Okinawa? Yes, it's in Okinawa, oh, okay. yeah. And so there were... Because we had a seawall, too, yeah, but so, we were in Okinawa. And, you know, they, they, they had, like, beautiful views. This is on the western coast of Okinawa. Oh, yeah, it's So, gorgeous. like, they had these great sunsets. It was awesome, except when there's a typhoon, they're on, like, a higher <laughs> level, and it's, like, just loud and scary. It was so loud that when they woke up the next morning, they looked out the window, and there was an entire cargo ship just, like, beached. <laughs> And they didn't hear any of it. Hey, guys. guys. What's going yeah, on? Yeah, so that Can was I wild. Can I get a push? Yeah, um, like, when we had our typhoon, even when it was coming in, um, we got, I think we got dismissed from school early, mm-hmm. so we were all, like, getting on the buses, and the water was, like, our school was yeah. right along the seawall, and the water was coming up and over the seawall. Yeah, sounds better. And it was right? like, sit the wall there so that this doesn't happen. Yeah. Like, can this... I love going to Seawall after typhoons, though. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... it's so cool. Like, the waves are so big. Like, and it's so windy. If, you, if you're if you the kind of person who gets vibes, because I do believe yeah. in vibes. Um, I just don't know about ghosts. Mm. Sorry, ghosts. Um, <laughs> Japan is the kind of place where you will get many vibes. Yeah. Like, it's just part... I think part of it might be just it's so much older than America. Like, yeah. I or, noticed in London, too, I was yeah. more prone to vibes because, like, Older places for me, I'm, if I'm gonna yeah. get spooked out by something, it's yeah. gonna be well, because you like. I think it's the same thing as you not liking antiques. Is yeah. that like a lot of the stuff that we live around here in like the DC metro area is very artificial and new. Well, like and anything in America, so, like even though like America, you know, like I mean, obviously the, 
the land's been here. Yeah. But like, it just feels like there hasn't been any, like, structures, or it's really hard to, like, imagine that anything else has been here. Mm-hmm. So and we don't get the same it, vibes. Part of it, too, is that even though I've lived in different places across mm-hmm. the U.S. over the course of my life, I think I've lived in, like, six different places in the U.S., even the oldest parts of the U.S. aren't that old. Right. Like, our country barely had a bicentennial. Like, mm-hmm. we're, we're a new little baby country. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have, like, the thousands of years of history that Europe and Asia and Africa have. We just, mm-hmm. we don't have that because we we're... We also wiped out a lot We of also, it. yeah, we, we wiped full out on, good... we were like, oh, look at all this stuff that's been here for so long. Kill it with smallpox. Yeah, just get rid of it. Yeah, and so... Let's not learn anything from them. Right. Let's not learn anything ever. Yay! Yay. America. Uh, hashtag resist. Um, so, like, we just, we don't have the kind of structures, like... Even when we have, like, this is the oldest structure in the contiguous United States. It's, like, 200 years old. Yeah, and it's honestly not that spooky. Whereas, like, when my family was in London, we were in, like, a touristy part, but you'd be walking and we came across this art museum that had been there, like, the building had been there since, like, 1600. Mm-hmm. And or it's like, Oxford, what? <laughs> Oxford, Cambridge, one of them has been around since mm-hmm. three-digit number. Yeah. It was like, Is that a right. time? <laughs> is that a time? Is, is that, that a place? Is that a real thing? Yeah, so, like... If you're prone to vibes, older places, you can just, you can feel the history. Mm-hmm. Like, I got, I had a hard time with the Tower of London. Ooh, girl. Because, mm. you know, they're all telling, like, the, and then the beheaded person's ghost haunted the person Or the, beheaded. um, like, the uncle pushed the two young boys oh down God. the stairs during, what, Battle of Battle Roses? Roses, yeah. yeah. War of the Roses. Well, and that just, that's my favorite part of British history, though. Like, Is that everything's horrible? Yeah. <laughs> And then we got, that the part of British history that we learned from was, let's keep being horrible. Yay! Yay! Um, this yeah. last portion's decidedly unghosty. No, but I think, but we'll, we'll so get here's, there. here's what I conceive spoop hour to be, yes. and you can tell me how you feel about it. I so, will. like, like I said, I just want it to be, like, things that generally, like, they give you that, like, fun chill, chill up yeah. where you're just like, ooh, I need to turn around and make sure there's nothing behind yeah. me. So be that, like, a gruesome history story, yeah. or, like... Cryptozoology. We can go into cryptozoology I, next we time. Need to do an we have cryptozoology. We have, episode. We have a lot of cryptozoology feelings in this house. Yeah, like we have a portrait of the Jersey Devil on our refrigerator that our roommate Con- Connie illustrated for us. Yes, um, and she's like a delight. two years ago when we even had like conceived no, an idea. No, it was It was like three, three years, years ago, ago when we before conceived. we lived together. Oh right, yeah, three years ago. Yeah, right. yeah. When we con- initially conceived, let's do a podcast. Let's about do a podcast something. about something, and then we were like, let's talk about cryptozoology because I was working for a wildlife organization and like I was doing a blog on cryptozoology and I had come across this website of like people sharing their spoopy stories about cryptozoology and um cryptids so we'll go do an entire episode on we're gonna do like let's do let's say next one we'll do cryptozoology because we have a lot of feelings um so like spoop hour it's not necessarily gonna be strictly ghost because I feel like that could get boring right um but like just anything that kind of gives you that like fun kind of spookiness like that kind of you want to tell that story around a a campfire with a flashlight under your face like who stole my golden arm shit tell us some of these like share them with us so we can tell them even worse (laughs) yeah tell us your stories and we'll retell them but worse than you tell them and then you can scream at your phone or whatever that's not what i meant what what that was a typo that's not how that happened oh my god you guys were english majors can you read Um, no, we can't, to answer that last one. I ask my students to read to me. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, right, we're going to be reading the yellow wallpaper. 
We're going to start over here in this corner. Can you go ahead and give us the first paragraph and bump to someone else? You can't bump to me because I can't read. (laughs) There's a joke in New Girl where one of the characters is like, I'm not sure that I know how to read. I'm just really good at guessing and I've memorized a lot of words. That's that's my brother. No, that's what my brother maintains. And I'm like, you're in college. Like, you wrote a 35-page paper last year. Like, I think you can... He's like, no, I can't read. No one ever taught me how to read. <laughs> so, in summation, reading yes. is hard. We've known each other a long time. We need ghost stories. We need ghost stories or any kind of spooky thing. When we do our cryptozoology episode, I have a cryptozoology story. Yeah. Because I do believe in crypt. No, I don't believe in cryptozoology. <laughs> but I like them. And they're interesting. Don't at me. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing. Number four, don't, don't at, at us. us. <laughs> Unless you have a ghost story, in which case, at, at us. us. Immediately. Um, Sasha's on Twitter. I am too, but I, I don't yeah, really do things. Do you I'm want to plug Twitter. your Twitter? Yeah, it's at Sashanako, S-A-S-H-A-N-A-K-O. Oh, it's my first and middle name matched together. Oh! oh! Who came up with that? Actually, probably you, it right? It sounds like something <laughs> that I would do, actually. I'm sitting here and I'm like, I know I called you Sashanako in high school, but yeah. what... Was I, think, I the one who coined it? Well, Molly called me Hananako. Oh, that's true. Because it's true. not like banana, or banana. I used to, I, yeah, I used so. to um, say Sashanako, and then I don't know if you want to share your last name on this podcast. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, but um, her last name I would refer to an 80s it, cultural an 80s. icon. Yeah. Um, so I, her full name was just ridiculousness for me because that's the kind of person I was. Um, I am on Twitter. I think I'm at CupcakeBird10. Not even owl? Bird? I think it's bird. Oh, because it was before I had established my online presence and brand as being owl. Okay. And so I think it's Cupcake Bird 10. But don't at me, because that might not be it. Um, I promise I'll get back on Twitter, maybe. I don't know. Apparently it's fun. I don't have anything to say. If you look at my Twitter, it's like my really pithy hashtag more like Rush Minus, am I right? After the Metro rolled out their Rush Plus <laughs> service. And uh, like three tweets about when I did Nano. And then, like, one picture of me and my supervisor because we were trying to win a prize at a conference. Yeah, my Twitter's kind of trash, but people like my tweets, We're so. kind of trash, too. And, like, if you like trash, you're going to like us. And If you your... like spooky trash, you'll definitely you, like us. You've come to the right place. If you like spooky trash mm-hmm. and getting caught in the rain. So that was our inaugural spook hour, and we are just over an hour, so. Nice, we did it. I was worried. Yeah, so I was just like, it's hard to talk for an hour, and I'm like, shut up, I have more things to say. <laughs> So, thanks for coming with us on this magical ride, and we look forward to seeing you. Yeah, send us your stories. Send us your stories. We're going to talk about cryptids. Woo! Woo!